Welcome to the Advisor Hustle Podcast, where you'll learn the secrets of success, how to continuously win new business, and build client loyalty. Hear interviews from the best in the business on what it takes to get to the top. And now, here's your host, Jared Heiner. Oh, thank you. Studio audience really paid for itself today. Welcome to episode number two of the Advisor Hustle Podcast. I'm your host, Jared Heiner, founder of Wise Road Recruiting. Have a great show for you today. Did you know that 70% of companies admit to having at least one bad hire per year, with most of them claiming multiple bad hires in a year? Wow. Madness, right? Yeah. Bad hire horror stories are actually a lot more common than you'd expect. I mean, think about it. Someone comes in with a resume that's less than accurate, meets with multiple people, has a great personality, somehow wows your team, references check out, gets the job only to be a complete disappointment. What? What do you do? You fire them? Come on! You throw good money after bad and try to bring them up to speed? Seriously? Send them to training, have them sit with other people, see if they can pick it up. How much does hiring the wrong person cost? It's probably a lot more than you think. The Department of Labor pegs a cost at at least 30% of the employee's first year earnings. That's an expensive bad hire. And while the cost may be quantifiable from a monetary standpoint, the bigger costs come in morale and productivity impacts. Think about it. A bad apple spoils the bunch. Happens in a lot of places. Disengagement is contagious. Other people have to pick up the slack, which leads to burnout, affects company culture, lowers the expectation bar. They're not always easy to spot either. So before you get bogged down trying to figure out how to stop the bleeding, here's five things that will help you. Go with your gut. Admit it, when a hire doesn't work out, you often realize you had concerns or unanswered questions all along. Really, the solution is to put more trust in your instincts. It's easy to say, but it's difficult to do, especially when you're filling a critical position and everyone has advice to share. One thing that I've learned is I've helped companies find people and going through the hiring process with them. Red flags always mean something. A lot of times I'm looking for whether their attitude feels off, if their personality seems a little bit different, if something doesn't feel right, I'll bring it up. I think we've all had times where we felt something off and we haven't gone with our gut. Typically, what that does is it leads to disappointment, but it's also doing the employee a disservice. We need to find the right people. And it's not just about putting butts in seats. We need to find the right person, the right personality, the right skill set. And if we don't feel it in our gut, we got to move on. We've got to be patient with the process. Number two. Reference the references. Our instincts are powerful, but they really can't tell us about the employee's past. I've actually done several reference checks recently, and for one person that I thought was going to be a great fit for a position that I had, came back that he actually didn't love to do sales. I was actually really surprised by this because he had such a great personality, very outgoing, but I talked to a previous manager and the manager said, you know what, he just didn't like to do sales. The funny part is I had actually talked to two other people, two other references, and the references were impeccable. They had nothing but great things to say about them. When I talked to the third, the third, it sounded like he was a little more hardliner when it came to his uh, personality style, but I, I gleaned more from him than I had with anybody else, and it was actually really interesting for a sales position that someone didn't like to sell. So I called him back, we had that discussion and decided not to move forward. So no matter how well you think you know someone, talking to the people he or she has worked with in the past yields new insights and clarifies existing ones. So references are really invaluable. They're, I mean, they're free. They're free resources that prevent costly mistakes. 
I think a lot of painful hires, a lot of these instances where someone didn't show up or they weren't the right fit, those could have been prevented by simply checking the references. So do it. Very, very important. Number three. Get an outsider's perspective. I've always been big on having your team meet with the person, whether that's over coffee, lunch, have them come into the office, go for a tour, something to that effect. I've always been a big proponent of that. But in this instance, an outsider's perspective, I mean another manager. If you're in an area where there's several branches and there's other managers in the area, have them meet with another manager. Have them have a sit down or a market manager. Make sure that there's someone else in leadership that's getting to know this person, that's giving you some additional insight. One thing I've noticed with managers is there, tend, there tends to be buy-in relatively quickly. So this person may wow you right away, which is fine, but I think ultimately withdrawing from that process, having another manager or someone else interview this person, make sure they get along with your team is obviously a big part of it, but have someone else in leadership interview this person, their skill set, their process, all of these things, get an outsider's perspective so that you don't buy in and it's too much. Think about it like buying a Ferrari. I know for me, I have to have a second opinion on buying a new car because I don't trust myself enough not to make a quick decision on something that I've fallen in love with. Car's got a great body. You take it for a test drive. She runs smooth. Pop open the hood. Don't notice anything. New tires, new wheels, the whole shooting match. It's fine. What happens? Let's say you get an outsider's perspective. Let's say your buddy comes and looks at the Ferrari. Maybe it's got some dings on it. Maybe the mileage isn't right. Maybe something's wrong under the hood. Maybe it costs XYZ to get it brought up to speed. You just never know. So having someone else, an outsider's perspective, interview this person is a great thing. And maybe they see things that you didn't notice the first time around in the positive sense as well. Maybe you had someone else interview them. You weren't too high on them before, and now you are. I think it really helps to have someone else's perspective on this. Date before you get married. Exactly. This isn't an arranged marriage. Structure your interview process so it's representative of the actual scenarios this person would need to succeed in. So when you're hiring advisors, have them present one of your sales tools in a role play scenario with very little preparation. Role plays I'm very big on. I don't think you should overdo it. I don't think you need five different role plays, but have a role play. Have them put them in that scenario. I think that's so critical. This is going to allow your team to evaluate how this person would handle them in a room full of executives while under serious pressure. Again, I don't think you're looking for perfection on that, but have the process in place. They need to be coachable. So as long as they have a process, especially if it's a sales process, if your sales process is more uh, consultative selling as opposed to transactional um, more of the spin sales. There's a lot of different selling methods. I think for advisors, the most prudent one's going to be more of a consultative approach. And I believe more firms than not actually employ this method. So uh, I would even say another option, if possible, set up a trial period so the candidate can start working with the team for up to 30 days before converting to full-time. This one's a little bit tougher, especially in an environment where it's relationship-based, you're trying to build new business, or even have existing clients stay on board. You can't always do a trial, but one thing it's going to allow as well is both sides to evaluate the fit and give a good sense of what the longer-term partnership would look like. It's not going to work for everybody. It should be utilized carefully, but in the long term, it could be a very powerful tool to make sure that you've got the right fit on both sides. They may want a trial membership with you, so to speak. 
But if it's red on both sides, it will work. And long term, it's going to make a lot of sense. Set clear expectations and fire fast if they're not met. This is really hard. It really is. But when you treat the recruitment process with the reverence a company-altering decision deserves, you stack the deck in your favor. Hire carefully and fire quickly, and you'll get it right more often than not. Especially in an advisor or production role, they're going to have some sort of ramp-up period. Now, understanding that this ramp-up period will take place, you've got to give them time to do what it is they need to do to really, if they're bringing clients over, some processes are going to take a lot longer than others. So obviously you have to be careful with the ramp up period. You're not going to fire them in the middle of it unless there's some obvious reason, right? If it's for cause. That being said, if you see these red flags, if you see these along the way, you got to have those discussions quick. And as time goes on, you want to make sure you're not wasting money. They're not wasting their time. Again, set clear expectations and fire fast if they're not met. You're not doing either of you any good by prolonging it. Sometimes you just have to rip off the band-aid, admit you made a mistake, and start over. It's going to be a lot more effective doing that than keeping someone there that shouldn't be there, someone there that's affecting the team, and ultimately who's not going to be a great fit long-term. Do it. Move on. Find that next good hire. You'll be in business. Guys, thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you liked it, please share it with people you know in the industry. I really do appreciate it.